I'm here with producer Layla Muhammad. Hey, Layla. Hey, Vogue. And lead producer Sonia Cho Swanson. Hey, Sonia. Hello, hello. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, we're going to talk about three things. The feds raiding the Boulevard Mall, our WNBA Aces coach Becky Hammond joining ESPN, and casinos we love to go to off the strip. It's Friday, November 4th, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas. Hello, my friends. We know you're going to get a lot of election news this week. So today's roundup is going to give you a bit of a break from that information. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. Yeah. A few more days, a few more days, and then the work begins. So, yes, let's talk about the Boulevard Mall getting raided because why? (laughs) Sonia, can you break this down? What the heck happened? Yeah. So on on Tuesday... Apparently, the AG's office, the attorney general's office, got a tip. And so they came in with Homeland Security, Metro, SWAT teams to a couple of stores in the Boulevard Mall. They were raided. They were searching for counterfeit goods. The tip they got was about potential illegal prescription drugs. Mm. So far, we don't know what they actually found, although we see photos of, you know, the store's kind of just pulled apart and you can see like mannequins tipped over and like bags like ripped open. Like there was definitely like a thorough search going on here. One news outlet reported that the feds did leave with some counterfeit goods. So as to what they actually found, we don't know. The premise is that there were illegal prescription drugs being sold there. Mm. Lila, I know you grew up going to the Boulevard Mall. How would you describe like the vibe there for those who've never been? Yeah, it's definitely changed in recent years. The Boulevard Mall is huge, very big mall Mm -hmm. right across the street from UNLV and near Sunrise Hospital. And so it's in a busy part of town. In recent years, a lot of stores closed. They opened kind of attractions for kids and made it more of a kid-friendly mall. They made it more of a mall for the Hispanic community and opened a swap meet type area called El Mercado, which is where the raid happened. Mm. It's a little disappointing to see that those stores that are look like they're run by families get raided like this. And it's such a cool place to have in Vegas. Very community forward, really cool restaurants in the back, a great vegan Mexican restaurant Ooh. in the back. Oh, um, so it's really disappointing that this mall that is going through its renaissance got raided like this. Yeah. Right. I think that's a curiosity about like what are we going to do with malls like are malls still useful and what did they do like they transformed it not just to it's got all this kid-friendly stuff but then also like a community market and I think that's a really cool thing to do with a mall yes I love that I hope people don't think that the boulevard mall is like unsafe now you know Mm-hmm. Exactly. And even the general manager was surprised by the raid. And he said he hopes that it doesn't affect the 200 hardworking people that are mm. also a part of that market in the mall. Wow, that's major. And I, I'm thinking, too, I'm wondering, like, what caused the tip? Because I know in some situations, people are mixing certain prescription drugs with other things that that can become deadly. But I also think about, OK, well, if it's 
prescription drugs and sometimes it's things that people really need to survive and the cost of prescription drugs especially if it's the brand name of that version of the drug is extremely expensive i know on like on webmd it was saying we paid two and a half times more for our prescriptions than other countries on average hmm. which is ridiculous so it feels like this raid i don't know how helpful or harmful it really is yeah i think for my take i feel like i think it's complicated right because exactly as you said Vogue, there are people who really need certain medications. They can't afford it. And the only place they can go to get it is like the gray market, right? Like this, as we mm. call it. It's like that kind of okay. semi-legal I've space. Never <laughs> <laughs> right? Gray area. <laughs> yeah. But I, I also hesitate because on the other hand, there are some real dangers associated with people who, when they have to turn to markets like these. So I was reading up on it a little bit. The World Health Organization says that counterfeit drugs are actually a big problem. When you sell them on a market where there's no regulation, unscrupulous vendors who just want to make a little extra money can sell counterfeit fake drugs or even dangerous drugs. They actually, the World Health Organization actually estimated that close to a million people a year might die from counterfeit drugs, Whoa. either because they were laced with the wrong thing or they weren't getting the medications they needed and weren't getting the, the treatment that they needed. And I guess the other piece of it that I'm thinking about is people who abuse prescription drugs, which we know has ballooned in recent years. And so when that aspect of it is not regulated, we don't see who's taking how much of wet meds, that there's something dangerous there as well. So yeah, but it all, as you said, Vogue, stems from the problem that folks can't actually afford the drugs that they really do need legally. It makes me wonder if the drugs that were being sold at El Mercado were like illegal drugs that were harming people, people were taking them irresponsibly, or were they families that needed a cheaper option to buy drugs? And I, I'm hoping that the authorities release more information about the raid. It seems like there's not too much concrete information out yet. Yeah. And so I wonder, like, what drugs did they confiscate? Exactly. How, how dangerous was this community market? That seems very family friendly. There were definitely some stalls that looked like they were pharmacy type places, but very much community focused, family focused, trying to give the community a good close place to shop. Right. And, and it could be something where it's a, a mix of both things, right? It could be folks who are getting the meds that they really need for an illness they've had for a long time. And maybe it's also folks who are abusing painkillers. You know, it's just when it's unregulated like this, it's hard to tell. But again, to your point, Leila, it is such an incredible like family space. So... I just hope that the folks who need meds, if they were getting them there, find a safe way to get those. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, y'all. Well, let's shift gears into some happier news. Women getting paid. Hey! <laughs> so it's super exciting to hear that our championship WNBA coach, Becky Hammond, is joining ESPN as an NBA analyst. So I feel like that's just super exciting. And it's interesting, too, because she's excited. Uh, on one of the articles that I read from NBA.com, they were saying, she feels like it's exciting to work alongside all the other talented broadcasters and to talk about a game she loves. And she was, I believe she was also the first woman coach for the NBA as well. So like she has, mm -hmm. she got game, like she has yes. knowledge about <laughs> Major grid. Mm -hmm. And then other folks were saying that they were excited, like saying that she was a pioneer in every sense of the word and that she's going to have unique insights ba based on her like experience. But it's also like, yeah, and 
bring a woman into the room. (laughs) Yes, I'm very excited to see that. I know when I first read this, I was like, wait, does this mean that she's not going to be coaching next season for the WNBA? Right, right, right. um, For the Las Vegas Aces. But for those who were as confused as I, it was (laughs) the NBA and WNBA have separate seasons or separate times that their seasons go on so she'll be commentating on the nba season mm, right. okay there we go that makes more and sense. coming back to vegas for us so Woo. don't fear don't fear vegas that's really her working two different jobs mm. that pay a truck ton of money <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i just kind of was like curious so i was like i wonder how much espn nba commentators make and it's millions of dollars <sighs> Which is amazing. I mean, Becky Hammond was the first coach in the WNBA to make over a million dollars, and she's already breaking records. I just want to see that continue. And I hope that, you know, as a woman who is an NBA commentator, that she's not making less than her male peers. That's all. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And then hopefully she's bringing those big paychecks back to Las Vegas and spending her money in the community. There we you go. You be about that economy. Come <laughs> yeah. on, Layla. <laughs> Simulate the academy. There we go. <laughs> Speaking of stimulating the economy, let's talk about our favorite casinos that are not located on the Strip. Because uh, as we were discussing yesterday, Lotus of Siam is going to open up a restaurant location in Red Rock, Woo-woo. which is so exciting because yes. I don't have to go to the Strip to go get some yeah. Lotus of Siam. Yes! <laughs> Okay, well, wait, let's play a game. Let's do this scenario. If somebody blindfolded you and drove you around and walked you into a random casino, do you think you'd be able to tell if it was a on-the-strip casino or off-strip casino? Hmm. I think I would definitely be able to tell. They have different crowds. They have different types of people in there. The people in local casinos feel like they've been there a lot and they frequent the slot machines or the Mm. restaurants or they know where they're going. People on strip casinos feel like they're like looking around and everything's nice Mm. and new and shiny. Yeah, and I think maybe too just like there's something... I feel like my gut would just know, like maybe the way that the carpet was worn down under my feet or just like, I don't know, the way that luggage sounds as it rolls across the, you know, marble. Maybe it would just, there'd be a lot more fancy luggage rolling across fancy marble. I think the lack of luggage, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we went to the New Orleans uh, and we went to go eat at Ping Bang Pong and we were walking through it and it was, you know, some woman with an oxygen tank uh, was sitting there <laughs> at the thing. Seen so many of those. It had the smoky smell that uh-huh. just you can't get rid of in certain casinos because they've existed for so long. And that was the biggest thing is, yeah, I don't think I saw a single person with a a suitcase. Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's really exciting that Lotus of Siam is going to be at Red Rocks. I'll take any reason to not have to go on the strip and not have to drive into that traffic God, and right? parking yes. and going in there. I feel like local casinos are a bit more accessible, too, so it's just easier to get in and out of those mm-hmm. places. That part, getting in and, <laughs> in and out, <laughs> makes me think about the food place in and out. Uh-huh. I'm like, it's called that, but you cannot get in and out of in and out at certain times of day. You're right. just trapped. Right, right. Layla, since we both grew up, in Las Vegas, I went to high school here as well. Like, I feel like casinos, like local casinos were was where 
the high schoolers would go because that's where we'd go for our movie theaters, like our mm-hmm. bowling alleys. Like we'd go mm. there for like buffets with our families and stuff. I feel like local casinos were just like the places we went to go hang out. Yes, exactly. I Especially before Town Square, which is our outdoor mall, oh, yeah. we always went to go see movies in the casinos and like all of the twilight midnight premieres we went to red rock to go to those and so i definitely have a fondness like when they announced that the texas was getting demolished Mm -hmm. that kind of hurt my heart a little bit the popcorn was never good but we spent a lot of time there as a kid Uh, and there's kind of a a home like a home type feeling Hmm. to those places that you've been to so many times Mm -hmm. um but for for that reason i think red rock hotel and casino is my favorite because i have so many memories there because the food options are so great there yeah so i'm wondering what are you guys's favorite off strip casinos Uh, I also love Red Rock, but let's see where we got. Suncoast, actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm, That's a good one. That's a good one. We went, there was a year AJ took me to see Nightmare Before Christmas there because they they play some, like sometimes they'll play older films too. It's because Suncoast is kind of one of those places. It's like, you know, we love paying homage to old films. So yeah, we went to go see Nightmare Before Christmas. I was super excited because it was like, oh, I don't think, I don't recall ever seeing it in theaters. So going there and seeing that, and I also used to shop at the Suncoast store. There were Suncoast stores I used to go to as a kid, too. So being in that casino kind of makes me happy. And it's close enough to Boca Park where I, I it was that was my spot for shopping mm-hmm. because across mm-hmm. the street from Boca Park yes. is the Barnes & Noble yes. where I can go get my books. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> proximity. Proximity is oh, everything. It's everything. And it's easy. It's right off the freeway. You hop in. It kind of looks a little fancy. But God, you just you roll up and you're like, look at this. Parking. I know. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful parking for miles. <sighs> <So> beautiful parking. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sonia? What's your favorite? Honestly, I'm going to second both of you because those were the two local casinos that I grew up going to. Movie theaters at Suncoast, bowling alley and movie theater at Red Rock, and then all the shopping around there and food too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw one more into the mix. and I don't know if it really counts as being off the strip because it's like so close to the strip, but mm. the Palms... I think Ah. has really good food. Before the pandemic, their buffet, I think, was my favorite buffet. Especially when you got like an all the groupons and coupons, it was like the best deal. So (laughs) So Mm -hmm. good. But now they have like amazing food, like their Tim Hoan, like dim sum place is amazing. So that, I don't know, I don't know. Does that count as an off the strip? It's sort of like in between. Yeah, I think, and you bring up an interesting point because I also really love the Virgin Hotel Casino. Mm. But is that considered off the strip? It's yeah. so close. It's right. like auxiliary. So I don't know. I would love to hear from our listeners if they think Palms or the Virgin Hotel Casinos are considered off strip. Or also considered local hotels, you know? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I was just yeah, going like, to say, mm-hmm. you guys are, y'all are picking out places that are adjacent. So like even as locals, like we, we never want to go directly. <laughs> Yeah, there. It's like, how do I go be there, but not really there? Yeah. Uh, Does a casino being off strip automatically make it a locals casino? That's tough because I think this is the gray area, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. there are plenty of tourists. Like that's the thing where if I walked in blindfolded, I might be a little confused, you know, (laughs) with the with the palms. But it was also like one of those places where we would go to the movie theater, Brendan Theaters, as a kid, Mm -hmm. you know. So it was still kind of like a locals attraction and draw, but. There were also still a lot of tourists. I'm trying to think of a casino. If there's a casino that's like well off the strip, that was like 
definitely not for locals. And I can't think of one. I don't know, Leila, can you think of any casinos that are like super off the strip that are also definitely for tourists? I'm trying to think of like the ones that my family always stay at when they come into town. But I think those are like the palms and the version that are very close to the strip, but not quite there. Hmm. And so I think I guess those would be the maybe the local casinos that are for tourists. Hmm. I know, Vogue, you said that the Orleans, you don't see a lot of luggage in there. But last time I went into the Orleans, I feel like there was a conference in there or something. They have a lot of conferences Hmm. at that particular Mm -hmm. hotel casino. So maybe that one is another one that's not quite on the strip. It's a good ways away, but still gets frequented by a lot of visitors. Mm -hmm. Under those criteria, Layla, South Point also hosts a lot of events. Like I know um, they had the rodeo there and they had a bunch of festivals like the Aloha Festival, which is kind of a locals festival too. But I think South Point draws a lot of folks for for events. Mm -hmm. It just kind of makes me think about this idea of like a third space, right? The idea that these places called third spaces, we talked about them before in Roundups, but they're, they're places that aren't quite public or private, but people can kind of go to and like commune and gather as a community. And maybe for Las Vegas, local casinos are our third space. (laughs) Yes, that's a perfect explanation. You know, you might be right. Uh, I know lots of people who work at casinos will go to a different casino and they'll meet up for drinks or or really they'll meet up to sit at a slot machine Mm. and get free drinks. Like it's not uncommon for especially people who work graveyard that's where they Mm. wind down. Interesting. So I've seen that a lot. Layla, Sonia, thank y'all so much. This has been a lovely conversation this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Vogue. Absolutely. That's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Our producers are Sonia Cho Swanson, Layla Muhammad, and Lizzie Goldsmith, with mixing from Selena Say Reynolds. Our newsletter editor is Scott Dickensheets, and our hosts are David Figler and me, Vogue Robinson. Music is by OG Moose, Epidemic Sound, and All the Kimonos. We record this show on the traditional homelands of the Nuwuvi, the Southern Paiute people. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Rate the show, leave us a review, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back Monday morning with more news from around the city. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Why do we always slip into British accents? It's the right thing to do. We were saying I did I did some terrible country accent yesterday and Lila was like you the whole episode and I was like, I Oh no. It was <laughs> really good and she was able to sustain it for a very long time. <laughs> I did a whole newscast, uh, you know, in whatever accent that was. I um, need that outtake. <laughs>